Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, 9, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. All right, everybody. Uh, This is Felicia, and we are recording a special episode this week with Dr. Mary Wild. She is a pediatrician um, who personalizes or who specializes in integrative whole person um, pediatrics for for kids, specifically focusing on um, behavioral things like anxiety and how to connect mind, body, spirit, um, into pediatric medicine. So I'm not going to do her justice through just introducing her. So we're going to make her, um, (laughs) break herself down for us in just a minute, but we are going to do, we're going to keep with tradition here. Terilyn isn't here, but we are going to do, um, a high five and a face palm still. So today I want to do a high five because I feel like there's a lot of face palming in the world right now. <laughs> Everybody's feeling a little squished and a little anxious. So I want to give a high five to just being able to be outside. Um, we have 50% nice weather right now in Utah and 50% not that nice where I am. And so on the days that it is nice, I'm just so grateful to have outside space and yard and so that has to be my high five this week so mary is going to do a high five or face palm for us as well i think felicia my high five today is being able to see my son he is coming home from thailand today he's been serving as a missionary and based on the coronavirus situation he's needing to come home for a 14-day quarantine so it's going to be some Oh my nice family bonding. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be a little learning curve just to be thrown back into the home environment. <laughs> right. But for you, oh man, that is sweet. <laughs> it is a sweet, it's going to be a sweet day. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love the high five. Okay. So we are going to talk to Mary today. I should, I'm so used to saying we, I am because Terlyn is not here. I'm going to talk to Mary today about um, a few things that I think can help us generally um, parenting. And I think specifically also during this pandemic, pandemic, but it's really wide reaching the advice and wisdom that she has. And I'm so excited to talk to, talk to her. So first, Mary, can you just introduce yourself a little bit. You'll do better than I did. And um, <laughs> let us know your sure. kids' ages and kind of your story. Yes. Yeah, so as as you mentioned, I'm a pediatrician. And um, I always knew I wanted to be a pediatrician. Just it was something that kind of grew with me as a young girl. And I also wanted to be a mom. And it's just a beautiful thing that I get to be both. And Mm -hmm. so I have eight kids. They're all boys. 
my youngest is four and my oldest is 20. I did not know and, they were all boys. Yes, they oh are. My gosh. <laughs> so you are going to um, be my wisdom guru of my life. I'm be calling you. <laughs> well, you know my numbers, yes, so that's no. great. <laughs> You're in <deep> now. <laughs> so, um, but so I kind of always knew I wanted to be a pediatrician, and um, through my husband's support, I was able to go to medical school and do residency while having these kids. And wow. um, then I have worked part-time and specifically focused on behavioral pediatrics and use the approach of um, mind, body, spirit modalities. So I'm pretty unique in that way because I take the best of modern medicine, but I also am really open to alternative and holistic strategies as well. Right. So, so- Tell me, because this is something that I think as moms with boys that we hear so much and that is shown through statistics, but I'm wondering if real life you, you saw this um, in your practice or within your own family. I have been told so many times and read and researched that boys um, as a whole have more behavioral health issues, anxiety, things like that than girls. Have you seen that? Well, um, I think it's, it's really, you know, I think that sometimes boys have more of the acting out type mm-hmm. um, behavioral issues, um, whereas sometimes the girls have more internalizing right. behavioral okay. health or emotional health issues. And so I think just with each person and with each, you know, with each gender, but also with just with each individual it can be very unique how people process emotions and, and how they need to gain emotional intelligence and an ability to um, understand their emotions and work with them and um, go forward despite having strong emotions because we all do. Right. Right. Totally. And so we kind of have a couple veins we want to talk about and we're going to talk more about those concrete ways that we can help our kids develop those after the break but I want to talk a little bit about how you personally are feeling going into your son coming home because that's a big transition from he's going to be away for years to him coming back how is that how is that feeling for you and your family Well, we're just super excited to have him back with us. But I will acknowledge that um, as a mom, it was so hard to see him go, even though it was something that I had planned for for my whole life. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about and um, and um, taught our children to plan for and and we wanted them to go out in the world. But but when he left, I, I literally felt my heart hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. because we do get so connected with our children and um, recognizing that they're going to go off and have these experiences that are separate than, than ours. Yeah. And, but, but it's so wonderful then to be able to come back together and share. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's funny, you know, he was in Thailand and that's a place where the practice of Buddhism is very prevalent. And, Mm -hmm. I, one thing I've been thinking about is just watching him 
over these last several weeks needing to be in in quarantine there in Thailand and and how you know so often we think about seeking out a retreat or you know paying money to go and and have a retreat experience but in some ways we all are being given the opportunity to have this retreat mm-hmm. um not always a quiet retreat so as a mom <laughs> of you know eight kids seven of them which will be in my home um it's not necessarily going to be a quiet retreat but um the act of interacting and being even face to face with some of our struggles and relationships that is the practice of enlightenment yes. you know um so i know i remember uh, the spiritual teacher and psychologist Ram Das, he said, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the practice. Bringing the practice into real life is, exactly. is the challenge. So that being said, what do you have any things that have helped you as far as that hurt you experienced when he left ways that you found to kind of ease that at all? Well, it was interesting. I actually had one of the most powerful things that helped me was um, just trying to make sense of it um, and and understanding kind of how to go forward in a new context with my kids as they grow up. Mm-hmm. And And it kind of came to me in a symbol as I was having a conversation with my other adult son. And um, we were talking about how when, you know, when I was saying that when I I go to the park with the littler kids, I noticed that they're so much more engaged in their play when I'm there to meet them at the bottom of the slide and to celebrate with them. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I was just saying to my son, you know, I feel like it's so hard because now you guys are all going out and having your own experiences. And I can't be there every minute to experience Mm -hmm. all those details of your lives with you. Mm -hmm. And, and he said, but mom, you can always be there to meet us at the bottom of the slide. And I love that. And it was so beautiful. And I actually like wrote this essay that got published in a few places about the idea of meeting our children at the bottom of the slide. We will find it and share it with our listeners. Yes. (laughs) I love that. So for me, being able to conceptualize my new role mm-hmm. with my adult children really helped yes. that we're still so connected, but they will be having their own experiences and we're so excited for that. And that's what we always wanted, but it's, it's a transition. So focusing on embracing that season because we all know, don't hold on, right? To, right, right. <laughs> to those things that are past because then we just get stuck there. So as far as being immersed in um, opportunities to be enlightened, I know a lot of our listeners are almost always home with their kids or especially right now with their kids being, you know, Mm -hmm. home, home from school. Do you have any, you know, you're in the midst of how many kids do you have at home? Well, um, I have six at home, soon to be seven. One is still at, at, at college, but will be coming home shortly. Okay. So we will have a full house. Is real. Yes. So 
Yeah. So when it comes to finding those moments, do you have any, you know, we, for me, it's when I can, what I, I find it easier in the times when I can say, okay, now it's quiet time, nap time. And excuse me, it's all of a sudden sleeting here where I'm recording. So I'm sorry if that's <laughs> so loud. <laughs> it's like a snowstorm. That's cool, Utah. Um, so as far as finding those peaceful moments within a busy day, because I know a lot of, we have a lot of moms say, guess what? I don't have any moments where my kids aren't right next to me, loud. You know, they don't really do naps, stuff like that. Do you have any sage wisdom now that you're, you know, you've experienced those years of finding quiet? Well, I just wanted to say that I so relate. And basically, none of my kids would nap after the age of one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I have, I have very active, um, energetic kids who, you know, they have just been right with me. And, and despite the fact that I have, you know, done medical school and residency, aside from those times, I have worked very part time. And so I have, you know, the, the experience of the stay at home mom being right there all the time. That is my experience. Right. So I totally am with you. I totally understand <laughs> the sense of, of the inescapability of, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, so my consulting practice that I have, I chose to call it Imagine Pediatrics. Imagine Pediatrics, Behavioral Health and Wellness. And, and the reason I chose Imagine is because I, I believe so strongly that we create our own experience um, in our mind. And, and, I, and so I think that even with all kinds of things around us, we can have a peaceful internal moment. You know, whether, so whether we do actually physically step away, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes we need to do yeah. and, and whether, you know, going yeah. to the bathroom and locking the door for <laughs> yeah. a minute or, um, or, you know, closing the bedroom door and um, opening a book and reading, or sometimes we have to have those times and, and actually like schedule them in and find a, a support person that can enable us to have those times. But even when we're right there in the eye of the storm, mm-hmm. there's there can be peace right there in the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, so I always... there are a few things I was going to share specifically, um, and maybe we'll get more um, like on these specific tips after the break. Mm-hmm. But yes, I definitely have a few things to share about this particular question. Yeah. Okay. We will dive deeper. I. I think with, it's so true with kids that there's so many times where as a mom, you feel like I, my duty, my job, my obligation is to be accessible for them when they need me 24 seven. And I think that's kind of the innate mom feel that you have. Mm -hmm. And it feels Mm -hmm. semi uncomfortable when you go through, through the realization of, I am going to be this burnout mess person if I do that. <laughs> and right. so you go through that and then you go through this for me. It's, it was this uncomfortable. And it, I mean, it happens all the time as you set new boundaries for your kids, but it's, you know, whatever your boundaries are, it is uncomfortable to say, you know, like to my kids, I just say, I don't go to the bathroom with other people. 
babies, <laughs> babies, babies are one thing. They're crawling all around. They're doing their thing. But, but now my kids, they don't try to come into the bathroom when I go to the bathroom. It, you know, like those little mm-hmm. boundaries where it's like quiet time for me is this super strict boundary that it's like for mm-hmm. all of our sanity. <laughs> and so I don't lose right. my mind at you. I'm sh- quiet time. I don't talk to you. You don't talk to me. And it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds right. like a lot and it's uncomfortable at first, but mm-hmm. how else are, will our kids create personal boundaries and learn those skills if we don't mm-hmm. establish them where their teacher writes, but it is, mm-hmm. it is super uncomfortable. So at mm-hmm. first as a mom, I- it's unnatural. <laughs> Yes, I totally agree with you. And I think a lot of times when we quote, quote unquote, lose it yeah. as moms, it's because we haven't set boundaries and we've been trying to accommodate, 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 totally. accommodate. And, and suddenly it's just too much. And whereas if we could have connected with our needs in an incremental way and communicated those honestly mm-hmm. um then we likely would would have circumvented that totally um and i think that we do need to feel permission to set boundaries and that we're actually teaching our kids respect yep um because you know sometimes you know i have caught myself you know letting myself the kids climb all over mm-hmm. me you know mess up my hair mm-hmm. you know do all kinds of things and then I'm sitting there just like tolerating it. And then I think, wait a minute, (laughs) I don't have to be doing this. Like, I don't like this. I don't want this. And, and I need to teach them how to respect people's space, how to respect people's time and wishes. So I think it's a really important skill to learn as a mom to be able to draw boundaries. And it's a, a teaching moment for the kids to learn how to respect those boundaries. I agree. I think that's the key is that, if you're tolerating something or you're they're doing something but inside you're fuming let's revisit that Mm -hmm. as a moment to teach instead of because we all have different things that we can tolerate and it doesn't mean you're you're better or not as good of a mom it's just your boundaries and then we teach around them and it's beautiful the things that different people learn inside their family that are different than other families and right I strongly believe in that so I think we should take a little break and come back with um Mary has some really good tips especially for those of us with younger kids um so we're going to take a break and we'll come back with those after the break Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
All right. We are back with Dr. Mary Wild. Um, again, she's an integrative pediatrician. And so, Mary, why don't you take us into those concrete tips for kind of finding some balance and peace within maybe our the current chaos we're in now, but just general chaos of parenting? <laughs> Yes. So, and I, I love this topic and I feel like we could just talk for a really long time about it. I'll try to distill it down to a few, a few things that I have found to be helpful to me personally as a mom. So um, the first thing that I think is important to acknowledge is just um, matching what we do with this, the internal and external rhythms of our lives. So we all probably have had the experience of, you know, being in um, at an ocean beach mm-hmm. and when the waves come, they can either crash upon you or you can just jump and, and ride those right, waves a little right. bit. And, and when you time it just right, it's like so fun to be buoyed up by this wave coming through. And I think um, as moms, if we can just, notice the natural rhythms and go with them, then things will go so much better. So let me give a couple examples. So I, I tend to notice that there's a rhythm that my kids follow in terms of when they need me more and when they need me less. And especially if I connect with them early in the day, like when we wake up and, you know, greet them, good morning, how are you? And take some time maybe reading stories, giving people breakfast, right? Um, having that connection, then a lot of times there's this natural um, wandering away where people kind of self-absorb in certain things or they, um, you know, get they get involved in their own activities. Mm-hmm. And those are moments that I as a mom can capture and do something that I need to mm-hmm. do. Um, and then when I just start noticing that they're kind of coming to me again, and sometimes it, it correlates with when they're hungry, mm-hmm. you know, snack mm-hmm. times, meal times, um, when I can kind of just sense the early evidences mm-hmm. that they're kind of coming back towards me and, and needing me, then I can put my things aside and, and be a, very available to them. Right. Whereas, you know, if we feel like we always have to just be standing there on attention, mm-hmm. on call, and we can never get absorbed in our own thing, then we miss those windows right. when they're actually not necessarily interested in doing things yes. with us every second. So I, I love that and thought so, of filling, filling the bucket early. And especially when, for me, super important, filling their bucket when I, my bucket's full and I'm in the mood too. Cause if I'm doing it out of yeah. an obligation, then it doesn't really work. <laughs> And then right, and just sensing, yes, just sensing that um, need before it becomes a needy, whiny need, and then you feel like, and probably they feel like you're only doing that because they're taking it to the next level. Exactly. So if you can kind of anticipate mm-hmm. and just watch for those early signs, and I love what you said about recognizing inside yourself how you feel and how you know how ready you are to engage because that's another rhythm I think we have to be very sensitive to as a mom you know so there are certain times when I really want to play with my kids like I feel like really in tune and and 
ready to sit down on the floor and play. And then there are other times when I feel like, you know what, I actually want to do the dishes right Right. now. I, I want to get some things done. And because invariably there will be times that I want to do the dishes or do whatever needs to be done. And there are times when I actually don't want to be doing those things. I think as often as possible, when we can match what we choose to do with what we feel like doing, then we can be much happier Mm -hmm. as parents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, and so I find, I, I give myself a lot of flexibility, you know, saying, you know what, I don't feel like doing that right now. I'm going to do what I feel like doing and then I'll get back mm-hmm. around. I'll, I'll come back around and address the things that need to be done when I'm in the mood to do them. And, and I'll play with my kids when I'm particularly in the mood. And sometimes of course we, in any relationship, there's give and take. And sometimes we feel less in the mood, but people really need us. And, and we, we make that sacrifice and we, we get in the mood because we yes, care. Yes. Yes. But I'm um, trying to be authentic and trying to, allow ourselves um, the this waxing and waning of our um, intention and interest and going with it, yes. not fighting against it. Yes, I love that. Um, just considering the flexibility of the day, especially I think when you have small kids and you're not held as tightly to schedules, I like to say, here's the things I hope we get to do today but mm-hmm. if it's not in those exact time frames or if we have to move one of the things to tomorrow it feels a lot better because it is true with mm-hmm. kids sometimes it's like you know what it's sunny drop everything we're going out to draw chalk where if you were to force mm-hmm. yourself through no this is our tidying time we have scheduled you know it feels restrictive yeah. so I like to have that flexibility mm-hmm. as well it feels more natural Yes, me too. So, so that first thing was just connecting with the mm-hmm. rhythms. Um, the next thing is also very connected with this. And that is just that the idea of connection, that connection brings cooperation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we find ourselves kind of fighting with our kids and, and trying to get them to want to do what we want them to do. But a lot of times in a relationship, naturally, when we feel connected with somebody, we generally want to please them. We want mm-hmm. to um, serve them. We want to um, just, we just tend to be more cooperative in general. And so I think that if we can connect with our kids and really listen to them and share time with them, then they are much more likely to want to help clean up and to want to um, come get in the car to pick up their older brother or, you know, um, because we have been meeting their needs all along the way. And one of the most powerful things with building connection is one-on-one time. And, and so I get it. I mean, I know that probably a lot of moms out there are like, but how do I have (laughs) one-on-one time? And, and, um, and I'm not talking about, you know, having to go on this huge outing, Mm -hmm. And in, in my family, we've had to be really flexible at different times in terms of how to have one-on-one time. And sometimes it's even just like 15 minutes at the bedside. Yeah. And, and sometimes it can't be that we get to everyone every night because, you know, if you have eight kids, 15 <laughs> minutes at the bedside, that's like two hours of bedside time. You know? totally. so, so it might be, you know, focusing on 
a couple kids a night. Mm -hmm. Or um, I remember there was a period of time when I was, I had a newborn and my husband was in a graduate program and we didn't have a lot of money. So we really couldn't go out and do things. I had no time to get out. I couldn't get out as easily with my newborn. And so what I did for special times, you know, one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. times is I bought this big bag of um, pancake uh, mm -hmm. mix and I just made a couple pancakes for me and one child and we'd wake up a little earlier and have a little pancake oh, breakfast before everyone woke that. up. And, and so some of the kids would be like, but can I have yeah. some? What about me? You know, and then we'd be like, your turn's coming, your turn's coming. And so, um, and it just gave us a way to have a little time of connection. Yes. You know, so even if, if this is five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but just having some type of one-on-one -on -one connection, because that's where the enjoyment of parenting oh, coming comes, yes. you know? Yes. We um, all know when we go on those, we have time with just one kid. It is magic really and yes to speak about finding yes, the magic exactly. <laughs> and I have talked about how and for me a lot of the times it looks like you know instead of when I need to get my youngest dressed or bathe him and I find this moment where the other two boys are off playing together instead of daydreaming and looking at it as a task I'm like oh wow I have 20 whole minutes with just this one kid if I can turn my attention right. to that it does again like you said it doesn't have to be big but they feel it they for sure feel it mm -hmm. and I guess I'll just put a plug in too about if you can taking some moments with your spouse mm -hmm. too because that can be so hard when you have so many kids um and my husband he's a professor of family studies and so a lot of times he, he's you know more than one in our family who's helping us you know work on our right. marriage and 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 I'm most mostly focused right. on kids and child development and stuff like that yep. but he's it's nice to have that reminder um and to, to take time with him because I actually realized wow when we spend time together I actually yes. like him you know <laughs> I, I yes. like this guy I remember <laughs> why we ended up together and so. you find yourself less cranky at them which makes your whole home environment more peaceful so totally yes. I agree I, I love what you said about you know recognizing that even those daily tasks can be times for connection and that was a perfect lead into my my next thought is um, pausing to be present um, because we can go through parenting in a dissociated mm -hmm. state. We can be completely somewhere else in our mind and just going through the motions like a robot, but there's not enjoyment in that type of mm -hmm. existence. The, the enjoyment in parenting comes from, you know, comes from the five senses from like pausing to see our kids to pa pausing to hear mm -hmm. them and mm -hmm. just hear like a delightful <laughs> idea they have to to be actually able to feel them physically sitting on yes. your lap feeling that they're warmth against you um these are the rich moments of parent parenthood and if if we are not allowing ourselves to pause to be present to experience them, then we're not getting the renewal and the richness of the parenting experience to, to help get us through. We're just through. trying to grit our teeth through it. Um, 
Exactly. And, and it, you know, I totally get how dissociation happens. And I remember a really crazy moment when I was, I, 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 I'm embarrassed to admit that, you know, I was feeling frazzled and I, I had an infant that I was, um, that was breastfeeding at the time. And I was actually, all of a sudden we were sitting in the living room and all of a sudden I was like, where did he go? Cause like he was starting to um, crawl and be more mobile. And I was worried because, you know, there was a stairway and I, I all of a sudden panicked and, and my kids were like, mom, you're holding him, you're nursing him. <laughs> I was like actually nursing him. And I, I was like, where did he go? And I was so dissociated mm-hmm. from what I was doing that I didn't even feel him mm-hmm. against me. And I just thought, Oh my goodness. Stop. Yes. You know? yes. and Stop. We all have yep. these wake up yep. calls. Totally. And, oh, and that so. is a beautiful reminder. Carolyn and I, uh, presence is one of our cornerstones. I feel like with obviously life, but with parenting, um, it can change every single day. If you can be awake to yourself and and your kids Mm -hmm. it can make it so much more fun (laughs) and peaceful and enjoyable oh I love those tips Mary okay so can you tell us the best place to find out more about you we're obviously going to link all the good things so give us a rundown yes so my website that kind of links to my different programs and resources is drmarywild.com so that's d-r-m-a-r-y-w-i-l-d-e.com and that has some different links to um, various resources including I have a online anxiety course for kids teens and parents I have um, an upcoming strength-based ADHD challenge for um, parents teachers caregivers of kids with ADHD to be able to um, look at that more from a strength-based mm-hmm. approach. Um, I, I have several things on my website with recommendations and links of helpful resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. Awesome. Um, and so that would be a great place to go. You can also follow me on Instagram and it's at Dr. Mary Wild. Perfect. So, um, and I would just like to just take a minute to, to just honor your listeners. And, and I just feel like one of the final things I'd like to say is be kind mm-hmm. to yourselves as mm-hmm. parents, because, um, often the way that we relate to ourselves as mothers, um, it becomes the way we operate towards our children. And if we're being very self-critical, um, then we will tend to be more critical as well of the people around us. But if we can really embrace ourselves with our struggles, weaknesses, and foibles, and just sit with kindness towards mm-hmm. ourselves, then we can really be able to be empowered to have that same compassion for the people around us as well. Oh, I'm so glad you added that. I I totally agree. That is beautiful. And Mary, thank you for coming on our podcast. You are our first guest. And can I say, couldn't be a better one to kick things off. So 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for joining us and let's find the magic. Brown cows.